Hello, everybody. I'm Julie D. Welcome to my Inner Circle Speaker Series. And today, the topic is transmedium, channelers, and seances. So my person today is Mary Jane, the Celtic, sorry, Celtic wise woman. And so here are my three questions, MJ, that I'm that we're going to cover today. What okay. is a transmedium? What's a channeler? And what happens in a seance? Oh, three of my favorite topics. And uh, just to let everybody know, I'm here at the Healing Cottage. This is where I work out here in West Salem, Ohio. And I want to introduce you to Lady Empowerment back here. <laughs> she represents feminine strength. So we hope you come visit and uh, get to meet her. And this is where I hold all my work. So this is in all my readings and uh, retreats and that. So I'm very excited to be in the place that I actually do this work. So your first question was, what is a trance medium? Well, the last time we talked, we talked about a medium who was a bridge from this world to the other world. A medium is basically like having a conversation with somebody in, in the room. You know, you're, they're telling you something and you're telling somebody else something. So, but a trance medium, this is different. Within a trance medium, we go into an, called an altered state. We basically go into a hypnotized state, state that we actually self-hypnotize. And we do this through meditation and we all have different techniques of how we prepare our bodies to do this. But what's different about trance mediumship is that instead of calling in loved ones or family and friends this works on a higher level of vibration this is where we are going into the world of the higher realms this is where we're going to see talk with archangels this is where we talk to ascendant masters meaning these are individuals who are very high on the plane um you know very wise people uh councils of elders there's some councils out there many of you work with councils and i know that i know a lot of native americans work with council of elders as well as do celtic spirituality um this is also your master guides these are guides that are with you all the time you might call them guardian angels or whatever but master guides are a little bit different they're on a higher level but it's also where you can also speak to creator or god or to the great mother in within the, in all the goddesses so this is a very high level uh speaking but what's different about this is that for them to speak to us we have to match a vibration so where it's easier for me to speak to a loved one who has been on earth and who is you know here just to talk to their relatives and friends a higher being doesn't and they're speaking in vibration and frequencies so i we have to be able to match that energy and when they come in, this is why we say that we're the voice of spirit, because they actually come in and merge their energy with mine, where we become one. And then as we become one, I voice their message. Now, the messages very often are very philosophical, meaning that they could be talking to you about how to look at life maybe how life can be better for you they may bring out how to solve problems but usually globally that we all can understand but there's there's a lot of channels out there who bring in who do you know 
about the future, about different things like that. I never know what they're going to bring in, but I will tell you, you will not forget the message because it's always full of love. And you can ask questions. So if you have a question, you can ask and they will be able to answer that. Um, I tend to be the voice of the great mother of the high sacred feminine energy, but that doesn't mean who, that's always who I'll bring in. I was a little surprised last week by, um, was someone that I didn't expect, you know, so and it was good. It was all good. It was actually with St. Francis of Assisi, which really threw me off because <laughs> I was not who I was expecting. I'm so used to voicing the, the goddesses and the great mother. But, um, but it was a message for someone who needed to hear this. So uh, we bring in many different messages. Uh, sometimes if you ask a question, they will answer it. But we'll be in a philosophical way. Okay, now um, a conscious channeler. Now, this is a way, this means that a trans medium and a channeler are the same, except trans goes into an altered state where, you know, like this or like that. Those of you who are familiar with Edgar Casey, he was a trans medium. Uh, it's anybody who goes into an altered state. And now a conscious channeler that I also do that, and a lot of us do that. We do merge with the higher light beings. However, we're conscious and aware of our surroundings and our body. And we may talk to you like this. However, they're using you this way, you know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, so to speak, to provide messages. And I tend to do that a lot is the conscious channeling because all of a sudden I say they'll just hop in and say, here we go, and you'll notice that there's something different about me. Those who work with me a lot, a lot of my client, clients know when I go into, into channel because I tend to get very animated and usually my hand starts going. And that's another thing about channelers and about transmediumship channelers. We very often either hold very still or we could be very animated. I have done some very animated ones where I had everybody laughing in the room. I don't know what it's that, but I don't always remember from trans, but we never know, but it will always make you feel good. It will always make you feel loved. And I guarantee you will be the message that you need that day and that time. But you, what you might not know is how often you yourself may be channeling. You know, there's times going, where did that come from? Or uh, people who write, people who do great artwork. So often they will say they don't know where that came from. So often, sometimes, if you're talking to somebody and you're going, boy, where'd this wisdom come from? You may be channeling your own uh, guides or, you know, or somebody else who's giving you that information. Yeah. Um, sometimes I, when I'm like washing my hair, it's like, I kind of feel like yes. I lose it then. And it's like, how long have I been washing my hair? It's like, I kind of yes. like wake up. Spirits will speak to you <clears throat> when you aren't thinking. Mm -hmm. So it's um, very... A lot of times it's when you're in the shower that you will get messages or you'll hear something because you're washing your hair. You're not thinking of a hundred million things usually. Right. And we'll get some of our, whenever we're in a bit of a suspended state where it's preventing us from thinking about everyday life, spirit will jump in to give you a message. Also when I'm driving the car. Yes. I, I've heard even people say, like, I don't even know how I got home. I don't remember driving home. Yes. Yeah. 
sometimes we go into a bit of an altered state while driving. Um, I, I have a story of one time I was driving to Youngstown and my sister had called me a day or two before about a young man who had died in an auto accident. And as I was driving down 76, dear God help us, I left my body. Now, something was still driving my car. What is that? I Jesus, left. take the wheel? It I had to be because I was gone and I was watching this young man being welcomed into heaven. It was amazing. And then as I watched him and I waved goodbye, I had never met him. This for some reason happened. Um, it's like I opened my eyes and I was in the same place I was driving on 76 when I, I, I went into trance or an altered state where I was or through a portal, but I was at the same spot. So I kind of went into a different dimension, came back to at the same time. But I do know when I got to the, the show I was working, I was a little shook up. You don't know what just happened to me. <laughs> you know? But you're right. And so it's any time that you're um, in a state where you're just kind of daydreaming that a lot of times, whatever those thoughts that come in, pay attention. Because that will be spirit. And like I said, a lot of times writers, um, people who write music, uh, doing I do that a lot, writing out lesson plans and that. I'm like, who wrote this? <laughs> it wasn't me. And you go back and look at that. So, um, yeah, we can all be channelers. And very often, like I said, people who know me know I tend to go in and out of channels sometimes. So those who know me are familiar with the gestures. Now, another thing that might happen, I didn't mention before, with trans mediumship, and it can also happen with conscious channeling, is that the voice may change. So as the, as the spirit is embodying and you're allowing yourselves to merge as one, you may pick up their voice. So um, I've had my voice change. I've had, um, I know people who go into foreign languages. I haven't done that yet, though I'm told I have some kind of accent. They can't understand where it comes from. Um, sometimes the face may change. You may see some um, shifting in the face that we call transfiguration, um, meaning that it's taking on um, it's taking on the essence of the spirit speaking through to you. And I've had this happen twice. Um, I've had it happen watching someone else do it. And I've had it where people afterwards will say, your, your whole face changed or your voice changed. And I don't always know it, to be honest with you. Um, and so, and then it, it's also said that when you're in trance, you stop aging. So keep me in trance as long as you want. But, you know, exactly. um, yeah, it, everything that you go into a very altered state, you're literally because you're one with spirit. And it takes a while to come out of it. So you never want to jolt anybody in trance or channel out of their channel. Um, I've had this happen. It's physically very harmful to the body. I spent about three days with a migraine and I thought I was going to have a heart attack when it did happen. So it's something where we keep it very reverent when someone's in channel or in trans mediumship to allow that, that energy to speak and to be able to leave without being jolted out. And then, then everything works out fine that way. But yeah, um, sometimes my voice changes. It's been changing a lot more lately. Um, I record it sometimes, so there, 
there is an accent that, um, and then, like I said, sometimes the facial change, you'll see the facial features maybe shifting and adjusting. And I don't feel that, to be honest with it. So um, the only thing I do is I turn bright red, as red as a sweater. And that's, <laughs> that's a new phenomenon of mine. So. Yeah, I've seen that with you for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you think um, like good actors and actresses yes. try to yes. tap into this? They will tell you that. They will tell you that often when they take on a character, they will be, um, you know, a character who was, you know, a historical character or something. They will feel that person coming into them. So very often you're seeing very channeled work. And an actor will tell you that. Um, there's an excellent movie. I think it's Netflix. I'm not sure. But when um, Jim Carrey was doing um, Oakland. Yeah, he went into character so much, he became Andy Kaufman and could not come out. I read about and so that. They, it's, it's, as a channeler, ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. Um, as a channeler, watching that, I understood where he was at, because sometimes it is hard to come out of the person or entity that you're channeling. So apparently there, you know, Andy Kaufman was very strong in wanting to be seen and known, but it was very hard on Jim Carrey. I can't think of the name right now, but it's on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, if you really want to watch somebody goes deep into character, he does. And he's a, Jim Carrey's a very deeply spiritual man. So I'm not surprised that he can do that. Yeah. But yeah, actors will tell you that. The that good they ones. Literally, <laughs> yeah, they're channeling. And, that, and another thing that they'll say is the same thing. It's hard to come out of character. And you have to, it, it's, it, it's a, a process of you just don't stop. You go home in the character and everything, and you have to ease out. I know when I do trans mediumship, um, even when I come out, if I'm still with a group or a client, I will still go back and forth into channel because it's not completely gone yet. Cause I have to actually leave where I'm at and do that on my own. Mm -hmm. And um, I have to ground and get back in my body and it could take a couple hours It take a couple hours. But if you're trained like I am, it's, you know what to do. And I would always tell somebody get trained and know what you're doing before doing trans mediumship and channeling. There's so it's very different from mediumship, but I have to say all the work is very exhausting. It's very exhausting when you're working with a higher energy, whether it's bringing in your loved ones or the higher beings of light, like angels and stuff. It is very exhausting and um, fatiguing to the body. So most of the time, a lot of us have to take a day or two off to get our energy back up. So we have to lead pretty clean lives <laughs> to stay healthy with this. So, but um, I love it though. I just love it. It's um like I said, it's one of the reasons I'm a spirit walker now. I can pretty well shift pretty quick between both worlds and still lead a normal life. <laughs> oh, really happy that you can. Um, so, and our last topic is what happens in a seance? Uh, so a seance, this is something that we, oh my God, how years and years. And this started years ago, uh, hundreds of years ago in Europe. And it's part of the spiritual, spiritualism or spiritualist movement. And back in the early 1900s, and they're still held today, but it started with spiritual, spiritualism. 
but it's when people would gather around a table and hold hands and light candles and a medium would lead the seance and the seance is basically getting together to contact spirit so we hold hands they do it in the dark a medium will contact somebody um you'll in those you will hear rappings and knockings uh, sometimes an apparition will appear so those are more where we do it at night and we sit around a table and we hold hands the type of seance i'm talking about is the kind that is ca calling people in circle it's the same thing but we're gathering in its open circle and i have an altar in the middle of mine now a seance can also be let's just step back a minute you could have a seance by being around a table and just doing card readings together and you have one person doing reading um, I do that with my nieces. We have, you know, our, our seances where we gather in circle and then we'll, we do cards and someone will go in, one of the nieces will go into, or myself will go into channel during it. But we're training, we also know what we're doing. But, um, but what we do here is another form of seance, which is when we gather in a sacred circle. And women, always know how to gather in circle because we're relational, we build community. And as we gather in circle, we don't hold hands, but just the power of being in circle. And in the middle, I always have an altar to focus on. And that altar is, is dedicated to what we're getting in circle for. So for the upcoming seance that we have coming here at the Healing Cottage on July 30th, the circle, the altar is going to be um, the great goddess Caridwin and about renewal with the new moon. And we will receive the messages and the higher beings who will come talk to us uh, through honoring her. And women in circle is a very powerful, very powerful force that I have seen. I have seen healings. I have seen. Um, people themselves change and transform there so that's the difference and we hold ours in daylight and i was just today reading about the science of how important it is to gather when there's um, daylight and sunlight in natural settings well hello that's what the healing cottage is so you will it's so you can have any type of seance it doesn't have to be around a table holding hands but it is does require a group of people to gather together with a medium you have to have a medium lead it and to also realize that this is very sacred work to contact spirit but there's really nothing to be afraid of uh that it's all your own attitude if on Fortunately, a lot of the pictures out on Google and everything about seances are real scary and spooky looking. Yeah, it can be. You're doing it in the dark, right? And you're holding things. I've been in these where one was called a, a, a cupboard seance. So the room's completely dark and someone sits in basically an open face cupboard with just a light underneath them. And that's interesting. That is, well, it was fun, really, because we had a lot of great spirits come through. That you don't need to do that. You can do it in the daylight. You can do it the way we're doing it. But we're doing it the Celtic way. And that is the Celtic wise woman spirituality always gathers in circles the contact spirit and always does it with other women because we share. And um, whoever decides to come in that day, you know, will have wonderful messages. It's I, all saw, about I, I saw a wonderful um, 
meme out on Facebook. And it was like, this was our old Snapchat. And basically it was us when we were young, sitting around with our mother and grandmother <laughs> snapping peas. You yes. Know? yes, yes. That was a Snapchat. I mean, this was where women in circle began centuries right. ago, because women in the villages would always get together. And that's how we shared our knowledge. Right. It's how we shared our wisdom and passed it down. And we're still doing it. Um, you know, the other day I was out with my daughter and we're sitting with somebody else and we were in a circle. It's just kind of like we, we tended to go into circle because it's a time of sharing. And this is when spirit very often is very active. And um, we were laughing at the signs we were getting that, you know, they were having fun with the fun we were having. But again, you know, seances are not to be feared. Uh, don't go afraid. Don't do that. That's not the way to go. Go with the idea of knowing that a very loving spirit through a, you know, there's some wonderful mediums in Cleveland who do seances at, around the table and that, and always go with the idea that, you know, they're working for your greater good to be with spirit, just like I'm doing the same thing, working for the greater good of women who are seeking more of a deeper, authentic self and spirituality within them. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, once there are some people that come, then they'll get it. And mm -hmm. then, you know, obviously they'll, they'll tell their friends, but you know, so we're planning this one on the 30th and then we might even have another one. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I did these before COVID. They're pretty powerful. So this will not be the first time uh, I'm doing it. And it was growing pretty good before COVID shut us down, but it was amazing what happens again with women in circle. But yeah, we have one coming up here at the Healing Cottage. I'm just yes. showing you a part of the Healing Cottage here in West Salem, Ohio. And West Salem is a uh, little less than an hour outside Cleveland and uh, about 45 minutes, 15 minutes outside Akron. So most of the people who come here, so it's an at 45 minutes to an hour's drive. Um, but we are going to have a, a Celtic wise woman say on circle here Saturday, July 30th, and we're going to hold it from 4.30 to 7 p.m. Uh, afterwards, you're welcome to stay to talk and chat and get to know each other. But we also now just plan one for some of our favorite time of the year, which is Halloween. However, we call it Samhain here at the cottage. And in the Celtic wise woman tradition, we celebrate Samhain. So um, I don't have to look at the date. I don't well, it's going to be that Saturday before Halloween, which I don't know, Julie, 29th or something. Let me check. But we'll get that out to you, but we'll get, but that we will celebrate. Solid ah, 29th um, is a Saturday. Yes. I been okay. And you knew it. we'll, we'll do that a little earlier in the day because it is, um, as Julie can tell you, these roads are dark at night. So we tend There's to. There's no street uh, lights out in West Salem. <laughs> There's none. Maybe some and, buggies going by without lights too. <laughs> uh yeah, that's great. They just have reflectors on there. But um it's uh no, so that night, but we'll do that earlier. But again, it doesn't have to be daytime, it doesn't have to be nighttime. Um, that's a very high vibrational time, a lot of frequency. There is a lot of spirit activity. And what we'll be doing is we'll be honoring those spirits 
And we'll be doing some lead-ups before then to kind of explain to you the myths and truths about Halloween and Samhain. But Samhain is considered a very sacred holiday within the Wicca and pagan community. So, um, yeah. So Julie and I will do some fun videos leading up to that to help you understand. And uh, we'd love to have you attend. You know, and they better, um, we're going to have the registration link, link down below for the event on yes. the 30th of this month. And we don't have a lot of spots available. So um, no. if you're watching this and you're interested, you should no. sign up now. Please know uh, this is $55, but we're only taking 10 people. Um, here at the cottage, I like to work with small groups so that everybody can, it's more of an intimate setting. So everyone has a chance to really experience what's going on. So these spots are going quick. So I would urge you to jump on the link below and uh, sign up and save your sacred spot here. And Julie and I will be here to welcome you. Well, it's always a pleasure, Mary Jane. Yes. So I guess and, we'll see uh, everybody next time. At, um, are we doing another one of these next week before um, the event? Yeah, let's do what we'll do one more and one we'll more. maybe tie, kind of bring things together and um, I've got some ideas. I'm thinking about doing it. We'll do a tour of the healing cottage next week. We'll take and the I, phone. I do know that around. some people are interested in how you started doing all of this. So yeah, that might be I'll something talk about you could that next into. week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you the spot it happened in. So oh, right. You're excited yeah, to hear that. I started channeling right here in this cottage. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about that next week too. Sounds Thank great. you, Julie. Thank really you, appreciate Mary Jane. it. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.